Welcome to episode 44 of the Sourcing Challenge Show. I'm your host, Mark Lundgren. In this week's episode, I sat down with Lucian Ivan, who's a good friend of mine that I met some months ago by doing a job in Barcelona. And he had a story that I definitely wanted to share with this community. I sat down with Lucian and, as always, asked him how he got started in sourcing. It was by accident. I never planned to be a, a sourcer or I never planned to, to be a recruiter. Um, I, I, I think on a, it, it started out with, with having, let's say, a kind of a, a fallout in, in terms of uh, analyzing career paths with, with my parents. And uh, I was basically kicked out of the house. So I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And by, um, let's say, some circumstances, I ended up getting a scholarship in the U.S., and lo and behold, uh, when you come from Eastern Europe and you go to the U.S., you figure out that, oh my God, things are expensive. And you, you kind of have this, uh, this nasty habit of every day you need food. So I, I figure out that, uh, yeah, in, in order to get this, uh, I, I need to start working. So um, the first job that I, I could find, having zero experience in basically everything, uh, was with this management consulting firm and it was a sort of a trainee job where I started working on business so it wasn't recruitment but uh, it touched on human capital basically we were doing restructuring for um, a large air operator and um, I was so proud of my, my work I'm, I'm working on impactful things a strategy I get to learn from uh, incredibly smart people and so on and so forth and it, uh, it hit me uh, one day uh, because we, we got a new criteria on how to prioritize people that were getting laid off. And it was by uh, how many members the families had. And then kind of the, the impact of, of my work uh, really hit me. I said, look, if this is management consulting or if this is a taste of what I will be doing in the, in, uh, in the future, I don't think this is, this is for me. So I, I, I took a step back, uh, I looked at things um, and said, yeah, when, when I'm going to go back, I'm, I'm going to try to figure things out. It uh, worked out interestingly because my, uh, my boss on, on that assignment was uh, named uh, a global HR director for, uh, for a large uh, service company. And she needed somebody to, um, to handle operations from recruitment perspective in Romania. She trusted me and said, yeah, I just... Be, um, be my right hand in, in that business and uh, let's go at what we can, we can build up. It's been amazing three years in the service industry where I got to work on some really interesting things. We were working uh, with, uh, with drones and face recognition and, and things like that in um, early 2011, 2012. So it was quite cool to have this center in, in Romania, but naturally once things um, started changing that business, kind of realized that, oh, I'm in the service business, so this is in no way, any shape or form, any better than the management consulting, because basically we're selling people out there and it's not really ideal. So I said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try another industry. Let's, let's see if it, uh, if it takes out. So I, I was working on, on the site with a couple of companies uh, on uh, tech equipment projects. And I was doing some subcontracting work for, uh, for a large uh, headhunting agency here in Romania. 
I ended up working uh, with, with a client that uh, wanted me um, full-time on-site. And they just happened to need a recruitment manager, so I started in the beer industry, mm-hmm. where I knew nothing about beer, <laughs> like, apart from drinking it. I mean, it, it was amazing, but other than that, I, I had no idea on the complexities behind it and um, spent quite a lot of time in, in there as well, uh, routing between uh, basically Czech Republic and, and the UK. And I, I got a call one day um, uh, from an executive search agency, which wanted to, to basically put me in touch with a CEO that was trying to build up a business. And this is how I got to work with, with a company in Estonia that's building the government solutions. And this is uh, where I actually started my first, let's say, real hardcore uh, technical recruitment job. And it was back in 2015 when I, I was trying to, to understand what Glenn Cathy was publishing all the time, like his hands or oars, or, and I was like, okay, this guy, like, in his databases where he has all the data in the US, it, it works, but this is Europe. We don't really collect that much data, or, or at least we didn't used to, to do it. So I said, okay, but I, I really want to understand what, what he's doing. So I started educating myself and you start from the sources that you have uh, available. And then I found Dean Da Costa and I, I just couldn't keep up with him. The amount of tools that he publishes every day. And I, I stepped back a bit. Uh, so I said, okay, if, if I'm going to have any success at this one, I, I might as well educate myself, try to learn the basics. And uh, so I did. I had amazing people with me on, on the journey, um, a team, some of which you, you might know, uh, they, they constantly keep winning your, your sourcing challenges. So um, yeah, I mean, after, after that, I, I started uh, with, with my own business, working with, uh, with customers across uh, Europe. And um, this is how actually we, we had the opportunity of working together I never thought that sourcing would be something that I would do. I never thought about recruitment as something that I would do. I always started from the idea that, A, I need to understand what I'm doing. So this is why I really tried to educate myself around business. And it started back when I was working in the service industry where I was part of the uh, target operating model uh, being defined and, and everything around this. So I, it was an incredibly amazing school for me. I managed to sharpen the saw even further when I was working in, in the beer industry. Um, there you kind of have changes going from year to year. If it's a good year, if it's a bad year, you need to grow, you need to decrease your business. So. I, I kind of um, started to, to understand my impact in the, in the overall business and it culminated with everything that, uh, that went on with, um, with the Estonian company because as we were growing, I needed to, to step up and, and bring my input to, to the table in terms of strategy, in terms of understanding where did the money come from, how uh, that will be divided in terms of business lines, uh, furthermore broken into, into projects, how those projects are going to be staffed, uh, what kind of interchangeable things uh, we, we need across the business because it was consulting at the end of the day and you cannot afford to have people on the bench. So naturally I needed to, to understand uh, 
where are they coming from? How can I, can I best enable this? And uh, once I, I tried to, to manage that in, in a way that I was comfortable with it, I started uh, driving it in, in the sense that, oh, I, I see a trend in, in, the, in the market. I have a conversation with, um, uh, with my delivery manager. I have a conversation with my CEO, try to understand if it's a trend that we can apply in our business. And if so, how can I manage to, to build it from a human capital perspective? And I, I've, uh, from that moment onwards, when I, I looked at how I, how would, I would source people, how um, I would pitch them, um, screen them and so on and so forth, only one thing, am I able to basically capture them in, in this business story that I'm, that I'm trying to, to put out there. And in terms of building everything in, uh, on, regarding the supporting system, uh, finding the people, it, it came as, as a byproduct. So I, I was trying to, to put myself in situations where I wasn't the smartest person in the room, just so I, I would be able to, to learn from the others. So I was uh, constantly listening to, uh, to people that uh, were speaking at the conferences, how they're doing things, trying to, to tackle conversations with them afterwards, trying to basically uh, swindle them in, in terms of revealing their secret sauce, which kind of was the same for everybody. So I said, okay, let's, let's get uh, our things together with, uh, with the team that we had and let's try to define define our ways of working and, and our tools. And this is how uh, we started looking at defining the, the sourcing stack in, in a more strategic way, uh, putting tools in, in place. Because anytime you're gonna get a new recruiter in the business, regardless of the, the recruiting manager or staff recruiter, they're gonna say, ah, your, your recruitment process doesn't work. So it's luckily that I'm here now, so it's okay, we're gonna fix it. We're gonna redefine the process, we're gonna model it, and we're gonna look at the stakeholders and we're gonna talk to everybody and it's gonna be fine. That's, that's a load of pool. Uh, you, you just need to figure out what, what works for you and to be as seamless as possible in terms of the, of the process. So yeah, long, long story short, it, it, for me, it, it was a byproduct being, uh, becoming a sorcerer and, and uh, it was a byproduct of trying to, to understand how to best serve the, uh, the business and, and enable that. And, and we've, we've worked together and uh, at some point, I, I, I think I was annoying because I, I'm more interested to see how business works than to actually exchange ideas on what kind of tools, how you're going to scrape and, and things like this. And I'm much more interested to see where, where the money comes from. So that, that, was, uh, that was it for me. And that time, I'm technologically agnostic. Yeah, I, I use these days Amazing Carry because it, 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 it's a, it helps me a lot in, in uh, everyday business. It's about speeding up things that you, you yeah. know how to do, but it's faster to do it with, with a tool that helps you. The fact that uh, in, in terms of, of uh, recruiting for, for tech profiles, uh, because I, I can take advantage of it being a, an aggregator uh, from multiple streams, uh, it, it speeds up my work tremendously. There are some roles in terms of business that uh, definitely there are better tools out there. But when it comes to, to technology, um, yeah, I enjoy uh, toying around with the idea of building a custom search engine that I update uh, every day in terms of results, harvest the, the data, try to figure out uh, where, where do the connection points are and in terms of having profiles on multiple platforms and so on and so forth. 
but that would mean probably one day for me. Maybe I'm slow, but <laughs> I, I like I like the uh, I like amazing herring because basically I can do in, in ten minutes the, the way that uh, it would usually take me a couple of hours. So that I, then I can focus my um, my energy in in other areas. It's not about finding one hundred people. It's about finding the uh, the people within the one hundred that are actually a good fit and trying to to speak to them in ways that uh, actually engages them and, and matters. To some, it, I, I might invest the time in, in recording myself to, to speed up things. Uh, to others, it might mean more if, if, I, if I send um, a, a, written, uh, a written message. To some, it, it works in, in various ways. So I would rather invest my energy in finding um, the, the ways that can help me better connect with people than to, to actually uh, Go go around the the internet trying to find everything in the, in the, all the dark corners and being super excited when I found the ten uh, year old uh, GitHub profile that still responds and commits and it's it's something that uh, it's it's uh, something that I can use tools for and this is why I started learning uh, other things this is why I got in, into scraping. Uh, this is why I, I got into uh, mix and match in terms of messages. This is why I, I got into automation as much as possible. This is why I started learning Python two years ago, uh, just to automate as much as possible in order to spend my time more and more uh, connecting with people. A lot of people, uh, there's a, this, this latest trend is about um, OSINT. And everybody is happy around that that topic, but no, nobody uh, really tackles the, the human side of things. So the human intelligence, trying to actually connect to people, see what pushes their buttons. So I, I'm I'm more in, into that these days than than trying to figure out which kind of Chrome extension. Uh, there is, Dean is is will always be online for that. I I, I really trust Dean Dacosta on on that to do it way better than than I could do it, and. Uh, there, there are always smart people out there written from which you can you can learn from. And you're one of the few people I know that's both lived and worked um, in the Middle East as well. <laughs> what's what's the kind of big difference from a recruitment point of view between Europe uh, and the Middle East? It very much depends on the the category of, of people that you're trying to to recruit. If it's technology, it doesn't uh, it's it's not that different. It's not that different because uh, people will speak the same language. They will, they will be interested in, in the same things. And to a various degree, you will encounter some, some challenges. Like people will not want to, to work uh, on a certain platform or a certain solution just because of uh, religious convictions. Um, they will not want to work with other people because of personal convictions. And that's fine. You, you adjust to that. But technology is, is, the, is the easy part. When it comes to business roles, when it comes to consulting, that's where it gets tricky because it's it's about uh, who you know. It's about being able to uh, connect with people in in their own language, understand uh, what are the best times of the of the year when you can actually approach people. Um, spend be 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 ready to spend uh, fifteen twenty minutes in 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 a screening just talking about families uh, and and about the weather outside and and then get into, into the, the real uh, nitty gritty of things. But I believe that uh, growing up as a, as a teenager in the Middle East, it's, it's always fun to live when you're 14, 15 in, 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 uh, in Saudi and in Qatar. I got to see Dubai when it was no more than- uh, Fishing village? Yeah, but 
It was basically uh, a very fancy highway and some buildings. I don't know if that says about me that, that I'm, I'm too old or, <laughs> or just uh, that uh, Dubai really, uh, really developed itself. But um, I'm, I'm grateful for that experience because I, I got to, to see the, the other part of the story and actually understand where people are, are coming from. And it, it helped me also in terms of recruiting in, in Europe. Um, people are extremely busy these days. Uh, they're extremely connected to, to their devices. Um, rarely do they want to connect with their own families, let alone with uh, some guy from Bucharest that uh, is pitching them a role X and Y with company Z. So you, you really need to be able to, to walk my in another person's shoes and, and to understand. I, I've recruited on site in Middle East, in, in Africa. Every time it, it was the, the, same, the same story, uh, even if it was on-site relocation, uh, on-site or relocation, I would end up talking to partners, I would end up talking to children, I would end up talking to pretty much the entire family just to make them feel comfortable with the life choice at the end of the day that they're gonna make. So it's, it's, uh, it's all about this. I, I, I always, I always prefer to, to overinvest um, in, in talking to people than have the kinder surprise type of experience where they just open up the egg and it's like, oh, it's a shmurf. I was hoping for a racing car or a rocket and it's just a, a, a pony or, or a princess or a shmurf. I, I try my best to, to avoid that. I always try to, uh, to help them understand what will be the, the change in, in their life if they, uh, they uh, basically go with me on, on the journey of, for changing their jobs. So this is, and it's regardless if it's a, if it's a mid front ender uh, or if it's a, 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 a CEO or a CEO, it's, it's, the same, uh, it's the same deal. I remember one time I was working with a company in Germany um, they basically call themselves the, the feedback company. They were trying to um, reshape the way they, they were doing inside sales and we were trying to get the best and the brightest. And when you try to, to go for that, you usually go uh, UK, which is basically the extended UK, UKI, or you're trying to relocate from the US. The US is expensive, but so is UKI. So at the end of the day, you, you're trying to, uh, to appeal to... Um, to their very personal interests. So I managed to find this person that was earning probably 13% uh, more. Uh, but he was going through challenging um, times in, in his life and he needed to be on site. In, uh, he needed to be in Germany to actually uh, see his daughter. I, I would have never learned that if I would not have spent probably two hours on, on the phone with him on a Thursday evening, just going very personal like, look, this is it company has great potential, the role has great potential, you will have all the money in the world to, um, to, uh, to go for it. There's a huge investment fund behind it, but there is this, there is the uh, salary pay that you need to, you need to take and um, there's moving to, to Germany, which in terms of weather is no more nicer than, than the UK. And we got to the point where, it, yeah, it would actually make sense for me because I have this personal uh, situation and, and this is why I, mean, um, I was, I, I was out, out actually in, in, in the garden and uh, my wife came over after probably 90 minutes and said, like, 
are you on the phone with the same candidate? Like still, like, yeah, we're gonna be done soon. So um, yeah, it, it, it paid off. And um, it's been, I think 18 months since that, that moment. And he's doing fine. Um, uh, he's actually uh, being groomed to take over as uh, CEO of the company. So um, when uh, when I see things like this, um, it it kind of makes me happy, and I can go home and tell my little daughter that yeah, your dad had this impact in in in, in someone's life today. And this is how I, I how I take it. Talk to me about the Romania market. Um, <laughs> I know I know a lot of. A lot of companies have or are looking at Romania. Um, I, I have an old boss who now has a team in Romania yeah. with all the challenges that comes with that. Uh, you know, companies or people who are tasked with hiring Romania, what do they have to think about? In, in terms of looking at, at Romania from bringing your business here, you need to understand a very simple thing. This is going to be the next uh, tech hub in, in Europe. And this is where it's, it's going to make sense to have uh, a team, either if it's working on consulting or a product. For the better part of the, the last decade, Romania has built uh, an outsourcing uh, industry, which was amazing. And we have uh, large companies that have set up uh, office here, starting with your boss in, uh, in Microsoft, uh, going for Accenture, Bearing Point, uh, pretty much all the big names in, in the industry are here, but for probably four or five years now, except for the obvious giant, uh, which is Bitdefender, later on came uh, UiPath. Um, we started developing products locally for the last three, four, maybe five years or so. And though the teams are quite small, probably 30, 40 people in size, the businesses are not. And uh, it's starting to be uh, to be a great place, not only in Bucharest but also in other parts of the country. And today, uh, though we have a major def deficit in terms of uh, IT workers, uh, the uh, the universities are pushing uh, out a lot more graduates. And um, not only that, but we have informal trainings that are putting to to market how they're amazing people. So. Think of it this way, you had people working in logistics, uh, going for business analyst uh, classes, and they have that um, insider's uh, point of view when it comes to, um, to, to logistics or when it comes to supply chain overall, so they, they make great professionals. Uh, you have people uh, training um, from, uh, from math teachers to, uh, to developers. So we have an amazing community around R, um, and, and Python as well. So things are really picking up. If you're looking at Romania as your next, uh, next destination to, to build an office uh, or a delivery center, this is the place to do it. In terms of cost, it is, uh, it is still cost efficient. In terms of human capital, it is amazing. And you have people here, not only that uh, were groomed within the local IT sector, but you have people who returned from Switzerland after stints with, uh, with Google. You have people coming back from uh, San Francisco. You have people coming back from, uh, from Germany, starting up businesses here or taking on uh, teams here. So things are starting to, um, to, to shape up in the, in the right way. So, 
definitely this is something you cannot uh, you cannot ignore uh, we do still have some some challenges and this is going back to, to one of the conversations that we were having at some point locally we are still um, facing challenges in in uh, in building up the capacity to acquire the, the type of talent that that we need so there are still not uh, let, let's put it this way a sourcing community is not strong here there are a couple of people doing cool stuff there are a couple of people being exposed to, to different things. There are a couple of people uh, have worked on, on international contracts that have worked in, in different setups, but on a consistent basis, there is no one unitary team um, that is able to, to deliver uh, in, in the right way. So right now, we still have to, to catch up a bit with, uh, with what the, the industry is, is doing. I think we're going to get there probably in the next couple of years. Let's see uh, where things take us uh, because basically people want to learn. It's just a matter of having access to, to the knowledge and uh, being more vocal around the, the community. And there, are, there are people gathering around, there are, there are people organizing some meetups, there are people organizing some communities. But it's still very much HR driven in the sense, oh, look, let's look at the processes, let's look at um, uh, getting a, a seat at the table and, and so on and so forth. So the type of conversations that you used to have across uh, Western Europe or, or US or uh, Asia probably five, seven years ago. Who, whoever uh, understands that the new trend is ingrain yourself in the business, immerse yourself in the business as fast as possible, then use all the available tools that you have to, to get uh, the right people in. Um, those people, those, those companies, and those people will will win uh, the game. It's it's, it's fair and simple. People want to stay in touch with you, Lucian, and uh, yeah, learn more, uh, see where you're going. Um, yeah, ask lots of questions on uh, your different experiences. How can they best do that? I I, I tried at some point keeping up a, a Facebook profile. I I didn't manage to do that. I I think it was the most challenging two weeks of my life with Twitter as well. I'm, I'm always on LinkedIn. Uh, I write a couple of things on, on my blog, uh, but I mean, you, you know it best. When, when anyone uh, wants to, to get a hold of me, I will definitely invest time with, uh, with anyone and everyone. So uh, just feel free to, to drop me a note uh, or, or WhatsApp me. I have my, my personal phone number is listed on my website, so I'm, I'm, I'm fairly easy going. Perfect. Look, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, see you soon. Appreciate it. Always. Thank you, Mark. If you like this episode, please consider sharing it or any of the other episodes with a friend or a colleague who might be interested as well. And consider subscribing to the channel, which will help us reach more people um, and grow the community.